Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It is podcast number 57. My name is Neil. I'm joined here with Brent. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Better than the last two times. <laughs> no mistakes this time. Uh, crazy, crazy week of hockey, not just in the NHL, but across the seas as well, because we've got the Spengler Cup going on. We've got the World Juniors. Lots of hockey to talk about. Uh, the NHL got a little bit of a break over Christmas there a couple of days. So. They're making up for it now. They are. There's a Ooh. ton of games on last night. Only one on today, which is a yeah, that's little weird. strange. So we're going to go through all the games from last night, as, you, as we usually do. We have some stuff to talk about uh, on this channel and the second channel, and some drama out of Dallas. <sighs> discuss that in a little bit. And of course, I'll do my players of the week and some streaks. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All so right. uh, the first thing I want to talk about is the Stars news, because it's... Mm-hmm. It's at the forefront of a, what a lot of people are talking about right now. It's we don't see this very often we in, don't. The, in the NHL. No, We've that's right. Seen it a couple of times from one specific team, <clears throat> Ottawa, but this time it's Dallas. So if you guys don't know what happened, the CEO of the Dallas Stars had some very questionable things to say about Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben. Mm-hmm. And without repeating exactly what we what he said, because we really can't we, not remain a family friendly show. No, we have to bleep, do a lot of bleeping. Yeah, he said he was. Uh, they were, um, in part, one of the things that a horse leaves behind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the two of them, and that they were going to have to start earning their contracts. And this isn't anything new. Generally, I think general managers have said, and and CEOs and other owners have said in the past, that players are paid for their future potential, for the length of their contract, not for past glory. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's where the disconnection is here. Uh, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan have not been playing well, and admittedly, they have agreed that they're not playing well, but... Uh, they were very, very careful when they were asked about the comments of Jim Lights. And, of course, the media is going to swarm to those two guys and ask them for their reaction. Oh, yeah. And the, and the media did. They were very measured in their response. But uh, it's not something you see. Like you say, you only see it in Ottawa. They Basically, Jim Lights pulled a Melnick out, yeah. of, out of his hat yeah. and threw it on the table. Now. We're not stupid. These conversations happen all the time, probably behind closed doors. Oh yeah. And sure, why not? They sh- they should. I mean, there's they have they have to be critical of their own team that they want to win. So when something isn't going right, of course they're going to be a little bit critical. The problem is that he did it in a public setting, and uh, that's not really acceptable in today's media world because it just leads to a whole other. Like road of garbage, like or not garbage, but just there's hmm. just so much that comes with though that comment. And he said it because he was frustrated, and he probably regrets saying it in public. But he did say it, and that four seconds of comment is causing so much heartache for the team. Uh, it's it's tough to take those words back once once they're said. They're said forever. I don't think Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan will ever have the same opinion of that man again. I think you're right. I think that, I, I don't suspect that they'll want to leave the team or anything like that, but I have a feeling that when their contracts come up or when they feel like maybe it's time for me to move on, there won't be any hesitation 
where there might have been before prior to those comments being said. So it's a, it's an unfortunate thing because Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan are very very good players, uh, but they are having a bit of a tough stretch here. And the good news is they played really well last night. They did. They beat Detroit five to one. Yeah. Radulov got two goals, uh, beauties too, just beauties. But as well as they played, I think that's a statement from the other players on the team. It certainly wasn't a statement for Ben and Sagan Mm. because, get this, Detroit beat Dallas 5-1. Sagan had an assist. You mean Dallas beat Detroit? Sorry, yeah, Dallas beat Detroit 5-1. Sagan had an assist, Mm. and Ben was off the score sheet altogether. On the plus-minus, they were both a zero. Well, they're not getting the same ice time as they no. used to. So clearly, Sagan was on one of the winning goals as an assist, yep. but he's a zero. Therefore, he was on the ice during the one goal they got scored on. Yep. So uh, neither one of these guys really factored into the score sheet. So I, I think it's the rest of the team that got behind these guys and said, we will step up as well. Yeah, I think and so they, too. And they did. Yep. They did a great job. We'll see. Hopefully, they got it out of their system now so that when Montreal plays them tomorrow night, they won't be so good. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Can you imagine if uh, Jordy Ben and Jamie Ben fought? Do you remember uh, any situation where two brothers have fought? I can't, but I'm positive there must have been. I'm pretty sure that the Felino brothers almost fought two or three years ago in front of the net at it didn't happen, but it, it like they were kind of going back and forth yeah. a little bit. But and I imagine at some point that the Chucks are going to go at it. Oh man, I, they have to. <laughs> they've <laughs> got to. They have they've, to. They've got the reputation. They've got the DNA. And at some point, they've got to. They got to unleash. Get her done. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah, I'd pay tickets to go watch that. Uh, next on my list is a little bit of a Panarin update. Uh, his agent came out and said that. Panarin doesn't want to go anywhere this year. He doesn't not going to request a trade. He doesn't want to get traded. Mm-hmm. He wants to stay with the team for the rest of the year and see how the offseason goes. But he also wants to very much remain a free agent when the year is over with. So exactly. he, he's not even in the in the realm of a contract extension at this point. He's not talking. No, he's not talking. He no. just wants to get to the offseason and see what his options are and go from there. I think that's a really smart play on Panarin. He's He's, he's telling the team that he wants to finish the year with them. Yeah. That's important for the Blue Jackets players, the management, and the fans as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was saying, I'm looking, I'm actively looking for another team, it's hard to cheer for. Like, Can you imagine if, if like, we're Canadians fans, mm-hmm. if one of the Canadians players said that they were, they're actively looking to go elsewhere, every time they touch the, the puck on the ice or every time they're on the ice, like it just devalues them as a, as a team member. Like, oh yeah, totally. So I, I, there's a lot of frustration even still with Columbus fans, I think, because mm-hmm. if you want, like if you're playing on the team, if you like it there, then sign. Like they just want him to sign. They want him long-term. I understand that. There's definitely frustrations there, but I don't know. I don't see him, I don't see him sticking around. Hopefully he does for their sake, but I don't personally see him. I, I don't either. I think he's laid the groundwork. Yeah. He gave Columbus a chance. He he said back as uh, into September of this past <clears throat> year, of this year, that he had a certain deadline set, that Columbus could make him offers and talk to him, after which time he would consider himself not in a talking mode, mm-hmm. I guess put it that way. 
And the, the deadline came and went. Columbus didn't come up to him with anything that attracted him, for, for sure. And now he's in non-talking mode as far as after next year, after this year goes. Yeah. So I, I don't think any finger of blame has to point anywhere here. He's probably not sure what his value is right now. There's other contracts coming up. There's other uh, players being negotiated. We see with the Nylander signing roughly what the valuation is for a high-end player. So that's good news for all players mm -hmm. that are in this same situation as Panarin. But he's in no hurry. He knows. And I guess that's one of the luxuries of being a world-class elite player. You know that next season <coughs> you'll be playing for a team and you'll be making a lot of money. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And that's, that, that's the main thing, I guess. And the Gensel signing, too, that, uh, that sets the stage a little bit because he was signed for, is it $6 million per year? $5 million per year? I can't remember. It happened earlier this week. Mm -hmm. I there's so I've been watching so much non-NHL hockey that uh, my NHL memory is a little little weak at the moment. But <laughs> yeah, so that's the update I have there. Not really much of an update. But Gensel was six million. Six million. Just yeah. looked it up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, at least that's his cap hit. I don't know what the hmm. individual things are. Just quickly back to the Dallas piece. Okay. Uh, there was another thing that they talked about on uh, TV yesterday. Dallas is something like 23rd in the league in ticket sales. Oh, yes, yeah, they are. And they're way up near the cap as far as their commitment. So I think some of the financial numbers, and that's what mm. the CEO would be worried about, is he's seeing empty seats and he's seeing a lot of money going out the door mm. and he's not seeing what they paid for. You called it, uh, I think, fairly accurately, in the, in the fall when you're doing your predictions about how strong you thought Dallas would be. I think everybody thought <clears throat> Dallas would be strong. And maybe they'll gain that strength. They certainly have time to turn things around. But They've just been so inconsistent. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really frustrating because they have the players, they have the, the structure and the, and the depth. They just, they can't, they can't really get on, like, they need to win four or five in a row to, get, to build that confidence and then work on that going forward mm -hmm. they need just to get on a little bit of a run like that and i just can't get i just can't do it so uh frustrating for sure i like dallas as most of you know so mm -hmm. definitely frustrating yeah 78 million plus uh is there is there uh payroll right now Whew. and that's the cap hit payroll mm. <clears throat> that's a lot of dinero spezza scored a nice goal last night mm -hmm. I, well, I guess we'll get to it but yeah uh spezza <laughs> radulov got two one of them was a power play pitlick scored and uh, there was an interesting play. Larkin scored for Detroit. Then it was actually another goal scored by Nyquist. But they ruled a goaltender interference. And yeah. That's a topic I wanted us to have a little chat about today. Because they ruled that goaltender interference. There was another goaltender interference call from yesterday that we'll get to. But both of those calls, in my view, were very marginal. I, I completely agree, actually. The player just standing right on the edge of the crease and not really impeding the goalie at all. Yeah. Blocking his vision. That's their job. And they both, in both those cases, got called for goaltender interference. And then there was another call I saw later on where they did not call goaltender interference, and the player's stick was right, yeah, <laughs> right like in the goalie's neck. That's the thing. There's no consistency yeah. whatsoever with these goaltender interference calls. And that was the problem last year. That was the problem the year before. It's been better this year, mm -hmm. but it's, there's still problems, and they need to fix it because it can't. 
we can't keep going on like this because it's going to happen in a playoff game or in a very important elimination game or something, mm-hmm. and a team's going to get eliminated by one of these calls, and it's going to be the incorrect call. It's It, it has to stop. It, it really – there has to be uh, a, a come-to-reckoning moment with all the GMs, all the, the officials, the league, everybody, to find out – what the predictable rule is going to be for that infraction yeah. and for a few other infractions, frankly. Yeah, they need to make it black and white. <clears throat> they really do. They really do. Mm. It used to be black and white to a crazy extent because if there was any part of the player's anatomy, skate, skate or whatever, the skate or yeah. anything in the crease, whether it was even near the goalie, <laughs> they would rule it down. And then a whole series, possibly even a Stanley Cup, changed on that. The term, Brett Hall. The Brett Hall yeah. case. Um, so... That was a little crazy on the over-aggressive side. Yeah. And then they loosened that up, but now it's loose. And now it's just the opinion. And even after they go through replay after replay, and both of those calls that I watched, one of the one of them was a game I was watching in its entirety. The announcers in the booth were like, oh, yeah, this is, this is definitely going to be a good goal. Mm-hmm. And they were absolutely thunderstruck when the referee came back out, no goal. Mm. Couldn't believe it. I wow. couldn't believe it either. It's it is it's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. It just as a hockey fan, I mean, if it if it goes against your team, that there's even even more frustration there. But as a hockey fan, first to watch, I don't, I don't know if people like the, does the average viewer. Maybe you guys can answer in the comments. Does the average viewer, you guys, do you watch more than just your team, or do you just specifically watch whoever your team plays? Do you watch other hockey outside of your team? I, That's a good question. I'd like to know actually. Up until two years ago, my answer would have been no. Other than maybe the New Year's outdoor game Mm -hmm. and in the playoffs, I'd watch other teams because my team was often not in the playoffs. Uh, But uh, during the regular season, I would only watch Montreal games. Mm. Now, I still watch all the Montreal games, but I find myself watching other hockey. It's just so darn good and fun to watch. And it's almost more fun to watch teams that I don't cheer for because I I don't lose. You're not emotionally invested in the success of any of the teams, so you can just... Just Watch a, it as a hockey fan. I can just enjoy the purity of the play. Exactly. Uh, be very uh, impressed by dangles and dangles and moves and whatever. And uh, I just, I love watching the art of the game. Hashtag dingles and dangles. <laughs> um, just quickly before we get into the Saturday, ga- Saturday game recaps, I just want to talk a little bit about this channel and the our other channel, more post to post. There wasn't a lot of hockey can- content on uh, post to post this week because I was doing some personal work. I uh, shot a video for a wedding back in August and it should have been <laughs> delivered and edited about two months ago, but I started my new job and it's just been absolutely crazy. It's not an excuse. It's unacceptable. So I've been spending the majority of this week working on that video and hope to have it completed pretty soon. I had to sacrifice a little bit of post to post time for that because the bride and groom are waiting, so yeah, well, and they should be. And uh, they, yeah, they're, yeah, they, yeah. They, they expect a product. Yeah, and they're not they're not mad, they're not angry. They're super no, no. super good about it. They said like no rush, but still. Well, you're a media superstar. You've got a media superstar. <laughs> you've got to block off time in your schedule. Plus, there was other little things happen, like the birth of Jesus, and the birth and of Jesus was was a significant event the past week. Yeah, because in your case, it involves some travel, as you're visiting friends and yeah, and so on. So you're you're out on the roads a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and then yep. last night I was at uh, some office trivia, or the show, The Office. It was trivia on that show. And then uh, this morning I played some hockey, 
I don't know if you can see, I've got a slap shot related injury. Now, when he first showed me the slap shot related injury, I thought, why are you putting your ungloved bare hand out in front of a, a not shot. ungloved, but unpadded hand to block a slap shot, someone else's slap shot? Oh no, that wasn't how it happened. <laughs> it was from my own slap shot. His own slap shot. His <laughs> own slap shot had such power, yeah. <laughs> such, such force Crazy. that it actually created a bruise. Amazing. Fantastic. Sign me you up. You still got it, you know. I know. <laughs> I won't tell you how many times I missed the net, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, I just want to give you guys a heads up of what's coming to this channel and our second channel in the next two weeks. Uh, as far as videos, there's going to be lots of hockey card videos. I have. I still need to do, I think, October's Patreon hockey cards. I have to do November's. I have to do December's. No, maybe it's. It's October, it's September, October, November Holy that I have to do. And then once this month is o over, I'll order more. But I have a bunch of cards, card boxing videos to do. So there'll be three coming out probably in the next two weeks. Keep an eye out for those. Uh, I do apologize that it's taken me so long to do them. I was waiting specifically to, for the new series to come out for this upcoming year. It's out. Ah. And there's six boxes on the way. Ooh, so I'm very right. excited about that. All right. I'm going to be doing a video on the Tampa Bay Lightning's dominance. Uh, you could probably expect that later this week, this coming weekend, or early the this coming week. Early the following week, sorry. Uh, I have an NHL trivia video planned. I actually have the questions just to the right of me here. Uh, those are for you. There's 10 questions, and... Here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you a question. And, I'm, I'm, and I'll actually, get it wrong. Here's gonna, how it's going to go. <laughs> I'm going to say a fact, and you have to tell me what team I'm talking about. Oh, so okay. All, all the answers are teams. We're going to do it that way. There's only 10. Some of them are really hard, and some of them are fairly easy. So, Okay. I'm not expecting you to get full points, but you should do 5 out of 10 probably, I'm thinking. That's my target then. Um, oh, also, we're, I'm going to try and do the Denmark logos. We've had that prepped for six months. <laughs> we haven't done it, so uh, hopefully we get that done. And I have four videos planned for the second channel, 70s trivia, 80s trivia, 90s trivia, and 2000s trivia. Uh, we have some other sports logos to rank on the second channel. That's coming up. Uh, we have one more bad driving video to release. <laughs> All right, I love that. That's, that's already filmed. If you guys haven't seen... The first two bad driving videos on the second channel, uh, I show Brent some footage that I've taken on my dash cam. He's never seen it before, and he just basically reacts to it and commentates it. I, I rant in real time. You rant in re a real-time yeah, rant. It's great yeah. fun. Uh, and that's on the second channel. If you, if, if you want to have a laugh, go check out those videos. They're pretty funny because your reactions are <laughs> comical. We have another Where Am I video coming up. And we're actually going to be working as a team because we have a third-party person finding images for us, and then we're each going to look at the image and try to work together and figure out. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, where the heck it is. A father-son collab. Yeah, so. I like it. That'll be fun. That's coming in the next uh, two weeks as well. So keep an eye out for those, and there might be in the odd other video pop-up. We don't know what's going to happen. So there's going to be some gold medals handed out here in a little bit. So I'm sure there'll be uh, some videos on those as well. <clears throat> we move on to the games from last night. There is a metric. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> I was going to swear. <laughs> oh, can't do that. Uh, there's a lot, there was a lot of games on last night. 
The first game was an afternoon game. A metric what? No, I can't say it. Okay. Um, New Jersey and Carolina. New Jersey won two nothing. Uh, so many breakaways and two on ones in that game. Uh, giveaways, big saves. Uh, the goaltending was really great in this in this game. I watched the whole game. What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah, it was, I loved it. it and a, this is the game with the other goaltender interference call. Yeah, it had a bit of a playoff vibe. To it really it. I did. Felt like it, like it was. It was a pretty fast-paced game. So. Yeah. No, it was great. Uh, uh, with an, a minute 18 left, Tara Vinen, uh, with Williams as the screen, scored a goal, and they called it no goal. Yeah. And the referees called it no goal, and then there was a coach's challenge, which confirmed the no goal, mm. and neither one, uh, in my view, was the right call. I Because com- I agree. there was no goaltender interference. I None. agree. There was no contact. Let us know down in the comments if you agree or disagree with us. He was in the crease briefly, and then he moved back out of the crease. But even though he was still a smidgen in the crease, or at least one skate, he was not impeding the goalie in any way. Yeah, you're allowed to stand in front of the goalie. Like that's the point of screens. Like yeah. Now I'm not upset that that it was called no goal because <laughs> actually what it, what it did was preserve Mackenzie Blackwood's shutout. Yeah, and he played and had an he had an excellent game. Unreal. He's the third. This is only his third game. He beat Boston Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like 5-2 or something. And then he gets a shutout. He's the <clears throat> the sixth New Jersey... I have a quiz for you, quiz questions for you. He's the sixth New Jersey Devils goaltender to yep. record a shutout in his rookie season. The sixth. So I want you to tell me the other five. Good. good. Yeah. Martin Bredor. Yep, you got one. You're one for one. Who else played for New Jersey other than Martin Bredor? Uh, There's a few. Is Kincaid one? Nope. I didn't think so. Kincaid's not one of them on this list. I honestly don't remember who played net for... Mm. Uh, I don't know. Sean Burke? I wouldn't have guessed I that. Me neither. I wouldn't have guessed any of these ones, by the way. Wedgwood? Oh, yeah. That's probably one I should yeah. have. That's Wedgwood and Blackwood. A lot of woods. A lot of woods. And then, and then Kyle Wood. Yeah, uh, Dunham. Dunham got a shutout in his first in his, in his rookie season when he's playing for the Devils. I wouldn't have guessed that. And the last one is that I didn't even know the guy Saint Laurent. Hmm. I wouldn't guess that mm. either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good game. Uh, it was only his third career start, hmm. and uh, he made thirty-seven saves. And so quality saves like breakaways, two-on-ones, like these are big, big, important saves. Yeah. Uh, Zaka got a shorthanded goal to start the scoring. Yeah, that was awesome. It was a beautiful. He goal. just blew by that defender there along the boards, and yeah. And uh, did you see the green goal pass from Heischer to Green? I saw. I don't remember. Yeah, specifically. It, was, it was really pretty as well. So it stood up. It was good. Very good. Uh, the next game, the <clears throat> Vegas LA game. Mm-hmm. This I was watched, like, I watched that too in its entirety. This was a huge <laughs> win for Vegas because LA is an extremely good home team. They rarely use lose in the Staples Center, and uh, Vegas won four one. And uh, I th- I felt like Vegas played very opportunistic. Anytime LA made a little bit of a mistake, a little bit of a giveaway, Vegas would just went from st- almost standing still to just everyone skating up the ice. Very opportunistic, and they just pounced on every single LA mistake. And uh, it was just too much, too mm-hmm. much for LA to handle. Mm-hmm. It was, and uh, <laughs> there was a funny, a funny thing went on yesterday. Fox Sports West did the broadcast, 
and it was part of their Hockey Day in SoCal day. Okay. So they did the Vegas Kings game, and later on they did the Ducks game. And they had some other midget stuff and other hockey content in between. So it was like we've seen Hockey Day in Minnesota. We obviously have Hockey Day in Canada. This was Hockey Day in Southern California. Hmm. But uh, it was interesting. One of the guests they had on the broadcast was Andy Lassner. Now, do you recognize that name? I do not. He's the producer for The Ellen Show. And he's a huge L.A. Kings fan. Now, really? Andy Lasner, you've probably seen him in these Halloween scare videos where Ellen makes him go through a haunted oh, house okay. I, with, I know with, exactly with a star. About. So yeah. I got glasses, and, and he's really funny. He's a really interesting guy. Mm. But he is a massive Kings fan. Mm. He started out uh, following hockey when he was living in New York. Someone took him to a Rangers game. And he just thought it was the coolest thing he ever saw in his life. So he started off as a Rangers fan. But eventually he moved to the West Coast and had a family of his own, started taking his ga- kids to games. And these would be Kings games. Mm. And he became a huge Kings fan. And now he is massive. Wow. Massive. So he's always sitting by the glass or standing somewhere. And he's, he's a popular, well-known guy. So he has connections to probably get good tickets and seats mm. and things. I imagine he's a season ticket holder. And he's got his Kings jersey on. And for a while, they interview him down by the glass, and then they bring him up to the booth. Oh, really? So he starts off, I think it's the second period, with the two announcers, and he's sitting between them. And they're right up in the broadcast booth, and he's just going on about how fantastic the view is from up here and how great it is, and it's the best moment of his whole life. And wow. he's, he's really, he's buying into this. And while the two announcers are talking to him, the L.A. mascot comes up behind him. And scares him. And scares him. Scares the living daylights That's out of him. That's awesome. <laughs> is there a video of it? There is. I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see it. <laughs> it's really good. And, of course, you know what he's like when he's scared. Yeah. He just hollers and screams. And <laughs> so th- there was a hockey game there, too. But uh, I, I really enjoyed his reaction to the game. Hmm. Uh, he's a Kings fan, obviously, and they didn't do well. But he, the, one of the funny things he said early on in the first interview was that when he first heard that Vegas was getting in the league, he thought, this is great, another team nearby, Vegas, good for them. And then they went all the way to the finals, and they beat L.A. four straight to get to the finals. He said, I never thought I could hate a team as much as I hate the Vegas Golden (laughs) Knights. Wow, really? I hate them. I hate them. And when he was doing some of the play-by-play, he was obviously a homer. So he'd say, okay, guys, come on, let's go. We can do this. We can do this. (laughs) He was talking like that. It was really fun to watch, to see a, a fan experienced the game like he was experiencing it, even though it was a loss. It was great. Good stuff. Yeah, it was That's really awesome. good. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else on that game? Um, nothing. There were some great plays, uh, uh, and uh, I think all the goals were nice. Uh, I just I made some notes here. Um, I think Carlson had a nice goal. Carlson had a beauty. It was on a breakaway. Yeah. And uh, it was fantastic. And Subban uh, is back, by the way. Or, or Malcolm oh, Subban is back in net. This is the first game he's actually won. It's his sixth start. He's lost all five wow. until this game yesterday, and he actually won it. And you can see how the players were swarming him at the end of the game, congratulating him for winning. Vegas has played really well in the past two months. They're 13, 3, and 3, I think, or something. They're third in their, Close uh, to that, yeah. they're third I mean, in their division now. For the first time this year, they're on the, the wall behind us as the top yeah. The top eight in the league. So. And they're playing uh, Arizona today. And yeah. because they played Subban yesterday, I presume they're putting Fleury in, unless he's hurt. I don't think he is. So they have a good chance today, I would yeah. think. And uh, they're they're finally coming around. They're off to a slow start, but things are happening. 
Absolutely. Yep. Now, the San Jose-Edmonton game was interesting because usually when San Jose and Edmonton play, it's an extremely, extremely late game. Mm-hmm. Like it's It starts at our time, like 11 or 11.30, <clears> and we can never really watch it. Uh, but uh, San Jose dominated that game 7-4. It was, I believe, 7-2 for a while there until the end. Uh, Edmonton looked bad positionally. I felt like they were standing still a lot, uh, doing a lot of puck watching. Uh, I felt like I was watching Montreal Canadiens from last year. Uh, they were leaving a lot of guys open and just like there was one where uh, Talbot left the ice. Or, yeah, he not left the ice. <laughs> he left the net to go play along the board, the puck along the boards. You probably saw this goal, and he lost it and skated back to the net. And the, the San Jose player that was behind the net passes out in front to Melko Carlson, I think it was coming off the boards. Mm-hmm. And he was, Melko Carlson was in the middle of four Edmonton defenders, and they were all just basically standing there. And he walked in and scored. Like, he just, mm-hmm. they were just standing there. Like, <laughs> I'd be so frustrated. <laughs> This was Eric Carlson's first game back after his two-game suspension. Last week in the podcast, we talked about how he had this hit, yeah. and neither, or at least I didn't think it was going to warrant any supplemental discipline. And I agreed. And he got two games. Yeah. Woo. Anyway, he was back, did very well. He had a great game. Four points. Great game. And uh, his goal was beautiful. Mm. Logan Couture, Donskoy, Hurdle, Carl, Melker Carlson scored twice yeah. in the third period. And Couture scored again, shorthanded in the third. Just a bad, bad day for Edmonton. Mm, real bad. They're on a bit of a losing streak, too. I mm-hmm. believe they're five games in a row. Yeah. Uh, the Minnesota-Winnipeg game, mm. Minnesota won 3-1. <laughs> this was a massive win for Minnesota because Winnipeg is a very good home team. Uh, Winnipeg just had some defensive lapses there early in the game, and, and Minnesota c- uh, capitalized. and. Mm-hmm. That was that was basically it. Uh, disappointing because I predicted that Winnipeg would win that game. I'm not disappointed that Minnesota lost. Or one, I like Minnesota, but my prediction was wrong. So mm-hmm. disappointed. Well, that's no there. good. You I can't know. have that. I know. <laughs> I was doing good this week too, but yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Well, there was 13 games. It was bad. Un- unlucky 13. You're it was, gonna. It was. I did so bad. Yeah. Yesterday. Winnipeg's goal didn't come till very late, and Line A got it, and it was too late to do any d- difference. He didn't even really celebrate. No. Mm. No, certainly didn't. Uh, Boston played Buffalo, mm. a, very, a very, very important interdivisional game there. And the one thing I didn't want to happen, friggin' happened. Yeah. A three-point <laughs> three game. Three-point game. Good grief. So Boston won 3-2. They never <sighs> led in the game at all until that overtime goal. Uh, very impressive late push by Boston. Uh Awesome comeback by them, uh, and a very important win because now they're only uh, just, I think, one point behind, or one or two points behind Buffalo. Yeah, and they're one point ahead of Montreal. Yeah, in the now, standings. So. Montreal lost. Uh, yeah, one point behind Buffalo and one point ahead of Montreal. Yeah. And the Islanders are just right knocking on the heels there too. So um, it's going to be, there's a lot of teams fighting over those two wild card spots, Montreal, Boston, uh Whoever's not in third place in the Atlantic, and that might be Buffalo, we'll see. And then, of course, the Islanders there, too. So. I think very shortly we will see the Islanders in a wildcard position or third in their division, and Montreal pushed out mm-hmm. of the playoffs entirely. That's that's imminent. Yeah, uh, It's going to happen. We if they don't coming. beat Dallas on Monday night and the other teams yep. play the way they're playing, uh, Montreal's out. Yep, for exactly. Now. Yep. <clears throat> now, 
the most interesting game of the night as far as matchup is probably the Islanders Toronto game because it was the first time that Tavares faced his old team and boy oh boy did the Islanders <laughs> did they show that they <clears throat> did not need Tavares yeah. four nothing win over Toronto uh they don't need him that's what no. they said that's what they showed we don't need you have a loss and did you hear about the comments? I think it was Lamarillo had made prior to the game. I did or, not. No. Yeah, he he basically said something to the effect that last year Tavares's teammates made it clear that they wanted him to stay, but he made it clear that he didn't want to stay with them. Mm-hmm. He made it personal, and some of the guys on Hockey Night in Canada reacted very negatively to those comments last night because uh, no, it wasn't Lamarillo. It was Barry Trotz had said it maybe. Maybe it was Trotz, or who, it doesn't matter who it was, but anyway. Your brother. <laughs> get away. Your uncle. Yeah. Um, because Trotz himself went for the money. He left Washington and went where there was maybe more money or just mm. different money. Anyway, uh, the comment did not go down well, with the, at least with the media, that he had just said that. He was clearly still feeling some bad vibes mm. about Tavares' decision to not re-sign with the Islanders. And I thought that might have injected a little bad karma into the Islanders' performance, but it did not. Barzal, natural hat trick in the third yeah. period. Leonard was great. Leonard was great. And uh, fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, it was a really statement game from the Islanders. And it's a game I didn't want them to win. <laughs> as interesting as that game is and was, I think the more interesting game is going to be when they play each other in or on the island. Mm-hmm. I think that the reception that the organization puts on for Tavares could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's going to go in the way that everyone expects it to, but I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm curious of Tavares' reaction. The Islanders will show some class. They'll they have a nice video package up on the screen, yeah. maybe once or twice during the game. Tavares will raise his stick. The fans will politely clap. And then I think the, the, yeah. the Islanders are going to take the living tar out of Toronto. Because there's a little bit of bad blood there. Yeah. Because it's not like, I'm going to use the Subban situation, for example. Mm-hmm. Subban was traded from Montreal. He didn't decide to leave. Right. Tavares decided to leave. When Subban came back to Montreal, they did a little thank you video. And he, Subban cried Yeah. before that game. I don't want to see Tavares crying during here because he made the decision to leave. That's Obviously, right. it was a very difficult decision, but a different situation. When Carlson came back to Ottawa with San Jose, uh, they put on a pretty good package for him. Yep. And and I, I think he was a little choked up about it, but yep. he was in the same situation. He chose to sell himself out. Not, not that's not that's not. He fair. was traded, but he, well, yeah. He wanted like he, he wanted to be. He traded. basically was behind yeah. the wheel exactly. <laughs> of that trade. Uh, but he, he was a little bit emotional, but I think you're right. I think Tavares will be, I just don't see Tavares as an emotional guy anyway. He's a bit of a, bit of a, a closed book. Probably on purpose. Oh yeah, I think so. I think yeah. you have to be. He's, he's good at it. Like he's, he's kind of like, uh, Jonathan Taves that way. He's a very Mr. Series kind of player. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the game after that, that I have is the Washington Ottawa game. Washington oh, yeah. won three, two. They were hit three nothing, and Ottawa actually almost came back in that game. Yeah, they did well. I, I was surprised to see Ottawa come back in there. Yeah, uh, 
And the last one was three minutes and three and a half minutes left in the third when Stone scored. That was a beautiful goal. It was, yeah. And Ottawa had some life. It was 3-2. Here we go. Crowd was into it. Crowd was very into it. And then, uh, anyway, nothing happened after that. They were all disappointed, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. The uh, Tampa Bay and Montreal game, uh, Tampa Bay won 6-5. You can do most of the talking about this one because I know that you watched it in its entirety and it was frustrating. We talked a little bit about it earlier off camera, but uh, yeah. take it away. Um, it's a clean show, so I'll keep it that way. <laughs> no, it's not. I actually didn't feel all that bad about Montreal's performance. I was I felt very badly about how the game ended, how it turned out. But Montreal got off to a good lead, just like they'd done the night before when they were playing the Panthers. They mm-hmm. got the first two goals. They were rolling along. I knew that wouldn't last, uh, but they had done quite well. Uh, Shaw uh, got, and, and Shaw and Agostino scored within 16 seconds of each other, <clears throat> and that make it two nothing. That second one, I believe, it was a a fake. It wasn't really a fake shot, but it was a intentional fake shot pass by Ben mm-hmm. to. Uh, Agostino and it, like those little plays like that are like you, the game is so fast. Yeah, it's amazing that someone can make a decision to do that and be so accurate with it. And you see it a lot. You just it's you need to appreciate those little tiny things in hockey. And it, it was these players, the Shaws, the Bens, uh, Kulak got a goal, Agostino yeah. got a goal, uh, Shaw got two, or no, no, Ben got two. <coughs> Excuse me, no, it was Shaw. Um, the working players, the the blue collar guys, mm-hmm. really delivered for Montreal last <clears throat> last night, and uh, they were ahead. They were ahead five four, with only a few minutes left in the game. I have to take a sip of coffee. I'd say so. Yeah, right over there. Not really. What's going on? <clears throat> Getting a little choked up, maybe. <laughs> but <laughs> they were ahead five four. They, you know, here where they are playing the best team in the league, without doubt. By far. The best team in the 31-team NHL in their own rink where they have not lost, I don't think, ever, <laughs> <laughs> the way it's looking. <clears throat> and they were ahead several times during during the game. They had a 2 nothing lead for a while. Late in the game, they were ahead 5-4. Uh, Tampa Bay did tie it up and then, of course, scored the winning goal, made it 6-5 with only a minute and change left to go. Hmm. Uh, what a heartbreaker. At least if Montreal could have got it to overtime and stole a point out of that, that would have been great. But I don't feel badly about how they played. I thought uh, I thought Niemi didn't have a chance on some of the goals that were scored against him. I don't think it was a Carey Price-Niemi game changer. I don't know if Price would have made a difference there. I don't know. Like, I, I agree I agree to an extent, but I thought like Niemi, his lateral movement is is really slow. Uh, once he goes down once and has to get back up, he's he's... He's really slow at that. So I felt like there was two goals specifically where his slowness kind of was the reason that the puck went in the net. I don't know. I mean, there would have maybe there were other shots that he saved that Carey Price would have let in, and we don't we can't say. You, you just like, don't you, know. You don't, you don't know. So yeah. But uh, Niemi seems to do this thing where if the puck hits him, he just lunges forward. He just lunges forward down onto the ice. That seems to be his his move. His move, and usually the puck's underneath him somewhere, and yeah. then the play gets blown dead. But he really, like you say, he doesn't have a lot of lateral movement. Uh, he just he has a lot of forward movement. He just falls flat <laughs> in his face when he needs to. Um, it's gravity. He, he's doing what he can. 
Um, but man, it was tough. Uh, the second goal that Tampa Bay scored, Tatar made a horrendous giveaway. Yeah, it was really bad. Horrendous. And when I look at the game, you know, your Druans, your Gallagher's, and Lekkonen, I don't know how many goalposts there were. It was just it was just so annoying. Mm-hmm. But Cook and Yemi played a great game. They all played well. They all played well. There were some bad giveaways, but Montreal was a victim of its own bad giveaways, and its own mistakes led to them losing that game. And you can't do that against <clears throat> any team, but specifically Tampa Bay, because <laughs> they can roll four lines. Yeah. Whoever they put on the whoever they put out on the ice is is deadly. Uh, they will they, if they're down four nothing. If they're down six nothing, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. they have the ability to come back. Like you can't if you have a four nothing lead against Tampa, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like right. honestly, it doesn't mean anything because they can come back. They can strike with whatever player they want. Like usually Stamkos is the guy for the one timer, but Kucherov had a beautiful one timer goal last night. It was absolutely literally perfect. It was one of the nicest shots I've ever seen. Yeah, Victor and, Hedman fed him yeah. and it was just it, it happened so fast. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, power uh, And there's a player who has been on fire this year. And yeah. like you can't you can't let your guard down against Tampa. And if I'm not mistaken, that was a set play right off the faceoff. So I, Shaw or somebody had gotten in the penalty box and didn't even have time to sit down. Yeah. They dropped the puck. It was Hedman back to Kucherov and slam. Yeah. It was it was three seconds into the penalty and the, and the guy was back out of the box. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. That had that stick flex and the Oof. the puck didn't even wobble in the air. It was just it was literally perfect. So yeah, Tyler Johnson's goal came 38 seconds later. Yeah, and and Sergachev got the assist on that, and that was a really pretty goal too. Mm. And that really that really put the nail in it. That that was where Tampa went up four three, and then Montreal scored two in a row fairly close together. Uh, Kulak scored, and only 52 seconds later, Shaw got his second goal from Lekkonen. It was beautiful. And then it was five five four, four for a while. It was quite a while. Yeah, and then uh, Ernie. I don't know where Bert is, but Ernie got two goals. <laughs> Ernie had a good game. Ernie had say. a great game, yeah. <laughs> including the game-winning goal with a minute and two seconds left. Yeah. And th- they played very, very well, no question. And like you say, if uh, if you're going to make a mistake, that's the worst possible place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Can't Tampa it. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other Florida State team mm. was in action last night. The Florida Panthers played the Philadelphia Flyers. Florida won 2-1. to one. I thought the, the goaltending in this game on both sides was very good. Hart played amazing he made some huge saves mm-hmm. Reimer played was great as as well Reimer's really hot and cold I've never really trusted Reimer as a goaltender sometimes he comes out and he plays amazing sometimes he, he's just an absolute stinker but last night he was great did you see the face-off numbers in this game I did 71 percent for Philadelphia 71 <laughs> percent and there's a few games last night where the team that won had the crappiest face-off yes. percentage and the lowest shots on goal. Yes. There's another example in here I have written down. Calgary was 64% last night in the face-off dot. Yeah, and lost. And lost. Ah. And like Philadelphia, like that number doesn't surprise me. Philadelphia is one of the best, if not the best face-off team in the league. And I'm 71 is, is it's insane. It's a little scary. but It's like playing uh, NHL playing a peewee team. <laughs> yeah. And Philadelphia actually had that game in hand for most of the game. Yes, they, they did. They scored early, uh, and they the second period was scoreless, and Philadelphia went into the third period with a one nothing yep. lead and played very well. And uh, Hoffman scored in a power play to he, tie it. He's such a good fit in, that in was, Florida. It's I'm so happy for him. Yes, I am too. It was a very questionable situation in Ottawa, and I'm so happy that it moved 
in his favor. Now he, he's, I don't know if he actually played for San Jose, but he went through San Jose's organization as part of the, the mm-hmm. deal. But uh, he's thriving in Florida. Good for him. It, it's a team that you can underestimate because always oh, like, oh, it's it's the Florida Panthers, whatever. They are deadly. Like you can't. It's kind of like Tampa. Like it's obviously mm-hmm. they're not like Tampa, but they have players on the lineup that can strike. Like you, you can't. You need to. You need to be on them all the time. You can't give them open space because no. they will they'll take advantage of you. And with one minute left in the game, Huberto scored the game. Yeah. Huberto scored the game winning goal. They won two one. Yep. So really, Philadelphia never had a chance to come back. Florida put the knife in them too late in the game. Philadelphia couldn't react. Exactly. Yeah. And it was it was a good game. It was really good game. Uh, the other game was Pittsburgh and St. Louis. Pittsburgh mm. won six one. They chased Allen. It was a very tough night for him. Yeah. Uh, I thought uh, Murray played. Unbelievable! He made some great stops. He was great. Um, St. Louis let four goals in in seventeen shots. He did, yeah. And he got pulled, and Bennington bad. went in. And, uh, he was lit up too, though, a little bit. But yeah, he, he let two in. St. Louis, like Allen, didn't play well. He should have been pulled. But St. Louis so often will just leave guys open defensively. They just so frustrating to watch sometimes. But they're not always like that. They're just so inconsistent. It drives me crazy. But and, and the one goal that St. Louis did score, this is that other goal, weirdo goaltender interference play. Yeah, where Murray had the the blade of someone's stick right in his neck when the when the puck went in. Otherwise, he would have had a shutout. And they ruled that no goaltender interference. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I know it's it's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the Rangers faced Nashville. Rangers won four three, upset Nashville, sixth loss. Wow. In a row for Nashville. Wow. In Nashville. Wow. Nashville doesn't lose in Nashville. They're a very good home team. Kind of like uh, L.A. and Winnipeg. Nashville's very good at home. Sorry for the pause there. Brain fart. But problems. Problems in Nashville. Mm. Uh, man, it's tough. P.K. Subban's back. You know, this is the first regulation road win for the Rangers this season. Wow. Yeah. They've had a few two-point takeaways, but they've been overtime or shootouts. We're approaching 40 games here. Yeah. That's their first road win in regulation. And they did uh, it to Nashville. That's actually unacceptable. (laughs) It's totally unacceptable. Lundqvist against Rene, a real goaltender battle. They were, you know, despite the fact it was 4-3, so there's some pucks going past the goalies. They played well. Mm, Some veterans going at it. Both of them. And uh, Nashville outshot the Rangers 37-22. Still lost the game. Still lost the game. It's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, these odd stats. And uh, New York scored four goals. Mika Zibanejad assisted on all four goals. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's actually having a pretty good year. He certainly is, yeah. The next game was the Dallas-Detroit game. We talked a little bit about this already, but Dallas won 5-1. To me, Detroit just looked tired. Mm-hmm. Like, Bernier looked tired. The entire team looked tired. But they didn't play the night before, so... I'm not sure if they were jet lagged or something, or they just—I don't know—all didn't sleep well, or what they ate wasn't good. But they just looked tired. I don't—I don't know. They had but, the poops. And Dallas was also trying to send a message, so yeah, there's that. Yeah, there was that extra chemical mix there's in more, the dressing room. There was more to the game than just yeah. Dallas versus Detroit. D- so. Detroit was the victim of Dallas trying to make a statement against yeah. anybody. I think. It wouldn't have mattered who who Dallas played last night, I think. Yeah. Dallas were. probably would have won. <laughs> yeah. Chicago had a huge win last night against Colorado, mm-hmm. 3-2. And this is the thing like with Chicago. They have flashes of competitiveness that just bring you right back to where they were 
seven years ago or five years ago or whatever. It's just they have most of the core still there and they're able to produce in these situations. You're like, that's the guys. I here here they are. I know I know these guys. I've seen this before. They'll do it one game and then the next game it's like what where happened? are they? Where'd they go? <laughs> it's but you yeah. see those flashes, and you like, and you just think it's still there. They can still do it if they if, it can, if they can be consistent. They can be the exact same te- competitive team that they were that they were once. Yeah, so. yeah I agree. Uh, they are riding a two game winning streak, Ooh. Mm. and uh, they they're putting together some good stuff in the last little while. They are. They're getting used to the new system with the new coach and stuff. So they're six three and one in their last yeah. ten games. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, watch out. Yep, it's not impossible for them to come back and uh, make a push here. Now, we have two games left. The Arizona-Anaheim game was next. Arizona won 5-4. to four. I thought Sprong has been playing very well for Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And we said this We said this even before like Sprong was traded. We said this say, probably a year before Sprong was traded. Why isn't Pittsburgh playing Sprong? Yeah. It, it's because Pittsburgh's so deep. But Sprong really got the short end of the stick there. He missed a lot of quality hockey in his, early in his career. He should have been in the NHL for at least two years now, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So it's great that he's getting his chance in Anaheim, uh, and he's playing extremely well, putting up lots of points. And this, this game specifically, I thought there were so many weird bounces <coughs> and Excuse me. giveaways by Anaheim. It was just... It was odd. It, it, they, would, they would give away the puck in an awkward play or something, and then they just kind of gave up. Or mm-hmm. like. It's almost like they're waiting for the whistle to be blown or something. Like it was weird, but anyway. And it was all kinds of scoring. Second period was five goals scored between the two teams, yeah. and and to tie the game, and it was four four all the way through the third. Nobody scored, forcing it into overtime. Yeah, it was an odd ball game. It was very strange. Really, really strange. Yeah, but uh, this is another case where Anaheim had sixty six percent of the faceoffs, huh? And forty one shots to thirty, and lost the game. And lost the game. <laughs> what? What's with that? Yeah. Sprung did well. He got a power play goal. Yeah. And and Anaheim got off to a great start. Cash was scored in the first minute of the play. Yeah. And it was a breakaway goal. Yeah, it was beautiful. Was nice. And then Henrique scored for them. Um, but then uh, Arizona came along. Mm-hmm. Ekman Larson, Fisher. Good to see Arizona show some resilience, though. Come back. Yeah. Nick Smaltz got the overtime winner. He did. Very good. Gibson was not pleased. <laughs> he was not pleased. He was not pleased. There might have been had, some wood broken there. Yeah, he was angry at his defenseman, I believe. Yeah. Because he the defenseman took the <clears throat> the the goal he took the guy with the puck, the defenseman took the other guy on the two on one, and the other guy scored. That should not happen. Mm-hmm. If anyone's gonna score, it should be the guy with the puck because there's just him and the goalie. The defenseman's job it, is to prevent that cross pass. Exactly, and it didn't happen. So, oops. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. Yep. <laughs> the last game was the Vancouver Calgary game. Yeah. Good old fashioned Canadian matchup. Vancouver won three two. Calgary was like I said before, sixty four in the dot, thirty three shots, but just a a crappy OT mistake. Two guys took one guy mm-hmm. in front of the net and left uh, what's his nuts open. I don't even remember who it was now. And it got the winner. Yeah. Uh, Goldobin. Uh, was that the one where Goldoma got a breakaway? No, no, no. It was, it was right. It was it was like by two on two, kind of, and then but two of the defenders took one, the one player. I don't know who. I don't know who scored the goal. I I forget. Too much hockey. Too much going on in my head. Yeah, I'm uh, having trouble reading my own notes here. This is a game it too comes with age. Oh, <laughs> there was an early whistle that prevented uh, a goal from counting. There was a case where. Uh, I forget exactly the circumstances, but the goalie was down 
and the puck was clearly not covered, mm-hmm. the whistle went, and then the puck went in the net. And it was a, looked like a good goal or should have been a good goal. But one thing that I noticed later on is that there was a delayed penalty at the time too. Oh. And I think what the referee, I don't, never saw the explanation, but I think what the referee was doing is waiting until the penalized team touched the puck okay. on the delayed penalty and then had to blow it dead. Right. And, it, and the team that uh, touched the puck wasn't the scoring team. It was the defending team. But they, the, I don't know if they ever had possession, but the puck did go sideways. Okay. And I could see how the referee would have thought, okay, they've just cleared the puck. I'm yeah. going to blow the whistle, hmm. even though the puck isn't covered by the goalie. So I think that was a bit of confusion in that game last night, but it turned out the way it should have. So. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so that wraps up all the games. Uh, I think we said, go ahead. Yeah, just both the Calgary's goals were shorthanded, both of them. Hmm. I didn't know that. It's kind of neat, yeah. Anyways, Boston sorry. led in a shorthanded goal uh, in their game for like the eighth time this season. Hmm. <laughs> it's a bad trend to have, but yeah. uh, the only game today is Vegas and Arizona. I think we mentioned that. Uh, earlier in the podcast, yep. so that uh, that's weird. That's weird to only have one game on today. It is weird, but uh, it's almost good in a way because for for us East Coast guys, there's probably a lot of people just like us who don't get to see these West Coast teams very much. Mm-hmm. And when that's the only game on, it gives us a great opportunity to see see those teams and some of those players that we never get to see. So yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Some good hockey happening out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as streaks go, do you know what the streaks are? I don't. Winnipeg, five in a row. Boom. I'm not sorry, not Winnipeg. Did I say Winnipeg? You did. <laughs> I don't know why I said Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay, five in a row. Pittsburgh, five in a row. Washington, four in a row. The Islanders, three in a row. On the losing side, we've got Nashville with six, Edmonton with five losses in a row, and Ottawa with four losses in a row. Wow. Hmm. Colorado with four, too. What? Yeah. Well, okay. Let me guess. You're looking on ESPN. Uh, Yeah. But mm. they call a loss, even an overtime loss or a shootout loss. Yeah. They call that a loss. So all right, all right, I'll I'll trust it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My players of the week. You want to take any guesses? <clears throat> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll just continue. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have two because they have the exact same stats. Oh, okay. Patrick Kane and, and Matthew Barzal uh, both have played three games this week. Both have five goals. Both have two assists. Seven points. And not only were the goals that they scored, um, like, sorry, let me re- let me reword that. Not only did they put up a lot of points, but that the goals that they scored were very important goals. Barzol got that hat trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Kane got the OT winner, the overtime winner. And yep. So these are big important goals. I had to had to split the the difference there and give them both the player of the week. Now my goalie of the week. Should I ask you if you want to guess, or should I just continue? <laughs> no, I'll I'll try to guess. All right. Um. Vasilevsky. Negative. I'm always wrong, so that's why I don't guess. <laughs> Robin Leonard. Oh, three, yes. Three games played, three wins, 0.985 save percentage, 0.39 goals against average. Yeah, I can see how you arrive at him. Those yeah, are extremely may- impressive numbers from Robin Leonard. <laughs> that's that's great. That's amazing. Good that's the him. stuff I would have never predicted that I would have had Robin Leonard of my goalie of the week. Ever again. Uh, and that's actually all the notes I have. I know you want to talk about some international... Uh, Hockey, so take there's it away. a bit of international hockey going on, and I think it's uh, important to draw some attention to it. Uh, the Spengler Cup and the World Juniors are both taking place. The Spengler Cup being played in Europe; those games are happening in the late morning, mid-afternoon period for us, which mm. is great. And the uh, downside is the fact the World Juniors are being played in Victoria and Vancouver on the West Coast. Yeah, and because they want prime time viewing 
I guess, for Canadian fans to watch games. Canada is on always on the late game. Yeah. So it doesn't start until 9 p.m. our time. And on a weekend, that's fine. We're used to that. But on a weeknight, if you're a working person, you get up at... 5.45 a.m. Yeah, and you're gone an hour later, you're mm-hmm. on the road. Uh, in my case, I'm up at uh, around the same time, 5.45, 6 p.m., or 6 a.m., sorry, when I get up. Um, so if there's a game that goes and starts at 9 p.m., it's going to be at least two and a half hours, and now you're looking at 11.30. Yeah. And if there's any overtime or shenanigans, then it goes even later than that. <clears throat> so it's it's not easy. I really like it when the World Juniors are also being played in Europe. And I'm just trying to think about what Europeans would, they'd almost have to go to bed and get up early to watch the games because it would yeah, make more sense would, for yeah. them to do that. Because 9 p.m. in Vancouver, or sorry, uh, 9 p.m. our time, which is 5 p.m. in Vancouver, yep. would be an additional four hours or five, depending what part of Europe you're talking about. So it's like 1 a.m. or something. It's 1 a.m. Yeah. And then the game goes till 3, 3.30 a.m. You may as well have an early nap and then get up and watch the game. Exactly. So I feel yeah. bad for European fans, but it's going to happen somewhere. They're used to it by now. They're the poor, poor people. Yeah. They are used to it. Uh, the Spengler Cup, though, is on their own time, which is great. Yes. And it's early for us, but we can handle early because there's this beautiful thing called a PVR. It's essentially a time machine in a box. Mm-hmm. And you can watch the game whenever you want to, no matter when it happened. Although you can't watch the game before it happened. That's the unfortunate <laughs> That's a part. bit of an impossibility <laughs> at this point. The Spangler Cup, uh, it has six teams all together, and they're now down to four. I thought three. Four. Yeah. Uh, there's three teams in each division. Over in the Toriani division, there's uh, Kuopio and uh, Metallurg Magnitogorsk and HC Trinix from the uh, Czech Republic. On the Katini division... There's Canada, HC Davos, and the uh, the other team, Ice Tigers, Nuremberg Ice Tigers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Based on round robin play, only uh, four teams make it into the semifinals. So Canada played the Nuremberg Ice Tigers earlier today and won that game fairly mm-hmm. handily. And as we're making this taping right now, Kalpa uh, Kuopio is playing taping. Yeah. I know. It's, it's just not a, tape anymore. It's I understand. funny. It's just because I say that stuff too. Yeah, like we're that's how we know you're old, I guess. We're taping. We're filming. filming There's no yeah. film involved. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're digitizing this. Uh, playing HC Davos, and the winner of that game faces Canada early tomorrow morning. Yeah. Early, seven a.m. our time tomorrow morning for the final, and it's a working oh. day for both of us. So it's going to be PVR'd. I'm going to try to not uh, pay attention to. The, uh, it's going to be tough for me. The score, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'll but, try. So you're home in the afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be home as I'll early home as I can one. be. Yeah, I'll be a little bit later than that, but I'll yeah. try to sneak home too. Anyway, this is, the, the to me, the coolest thing uh, about the Spengler Cup, and maybe you can tell the story about the jersey that we got in a mail time a couple of months ago. Yeah, so it was uh, <clears throat> probably f- five or six months ago, I guess, uh, Mika from Finland sent us a jersey and uh, got it signed by a specific person and got a picture of him signing the jersey. They met up at a cafe or something. And uh, anyway, he sent us the jersey and we have, have it here. And we, we're waiting to uh, put it in a shadow box to put in the, in the man cave. And the box has now been acquired. We have the box. Yeah, we just got it this past week because there was a big sale on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what we were waiting for. And 
well, the, kind of a coincidence because his team is in the Spangler Cup. And he scored an extremely important goal. Did he ever? In overtime a couple of days ago. Uh, it was a very nice goal as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's the exact same player. His name is Tommy Jokinen. He's the captain of the uh, Kalplikwopio uh, yeah. team. And it was a scoreless game for all three regulation periods. And then there was overtime. And I said to your mother when we were watching the game, I said, wouldn't it be neat if he was somehow involved because we have his jersey, he has signed it. He's even aware of us and the fact that we're putting it in a box. I believe. Yeah, yeah. He wants to see pictures of he it. He wants so. to see pictures of it, and here he is playing from across the ocean. We're watching the game, and he scores the overtime winner to put them into the semifinals. Yeah, fantastic. Cool stuff. I so, tweet, tweeted a picture at him. So yeah, so that's uh, Tommy Okunen. If you're able to watch the game today, or if you watched it today, he was wearing number forty-two uh, for uh, Kalpa. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's great. The game starts at 3 p.m. our time or 2 p.m. Eastern time. Mm. So by the time you see this broadcast, uh, it will have already been played and I will have already watched it. I'm really hoping for them. <laughs> I, too, I'm really yeah. pulling for them. Absolutely. Um, and even when they're playing against Canada, I might be pulling for them. Whoa. I want to see him do well. Uh-oh. I want to see Tommy Jokinen uh, get a Spengler Cup. It's always nice to cheer for the underdog. They would be the underdog they would in that be. situation, so yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be upset. So I think I'll be cheering for them actually if they get through. Canada's if they don't, won three in a row. It's yeah. like and Canada, like it's it's one of these. Canada puts a bunch of ringers together. All the other five teams in the Spengler Cup are club teams from their respective leagues: the DEL, yeah. the Swiss League, the uh, Finnish League, and they come together. The KHL had a team, uh, Magnitogorsk. So. They all play, but Canada is essentially an all-star team made up of players that don't play in any league together. They play as individuals, mm. and then they come together to make up Team Canada. And I don't know that it's horribly fair uh, mm. to the other teams to put all these Not superstars really. on one team. But I anyway, don't know call them superstars. But well, <laughs> Kevin BX ain't no superstar. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe I went a little far with my adjective there. Yeah, yeah. Tori Mitchell, Lapierre. Not that these guys aren't good players. They're, they're very good, they're players. good players. They just ain't superstars. <laughs> well, McFlicker. Oh, McFlicker. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a superstar. He can score. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Spangler Cup is a lot of fun to watch. It's, it's good hockey. It's really good hockey. Yeah. Played by men uh, who... <laughs> what? Well, no, it's just... These guys are on the tail end of their careers. Mostly. Why did you have to specify men? Well... They're, it's it's they're playing for the for the love of the game. They're they're, they're yeah. But why do you specify men? <laughs> I like women's hockey too, but men as opposed to boys is what I'm saying. Oh okay. This isn't these are yeah anyway. These are established yeah. players who have had NHL careers for a while or not NHL hockey careers for a hockey while. hockey careers of, of various leagues. Yeah yeah. Um, <clears throat> now the World Juniors. Uh, there are five teams in each division or group, Group A has Canada, Russia, Switzerland, Czech, Czech Republic, and Denmark. Group B has Sweden, the USA, Finland, Kazakhstan, and Slovakia. Uh, so they play each other. There's four regular round-robin games. And based on their seeding, there's a playoff picture and a crossover and, and all of that. That's yet to happen. But uh, right now... I'm just still blown away. When you got home this morning from your own hockey event this morning, you asked me if I'd watched a whole lot of hockey, and I've watched a truckload of hockey in the last uh, couple of days. 
the best hockey I've seen, I've watched NHL, I've watched Spangler, I've watched hockey from every direction, was the USA-Sweden mm. World Junior yeah, Game last night. Yeah, you were telling me about this earlier. It was amazing. Sweden got off to a 4 nothing lead. And then the USA came back, roared back in the third period, including two late goals with the goalie pulled by Ryan Paling, a Montreal Canadiens draft pick, thank God. And the USA tied it 4-4 and forced overtime. I regretfully have not seen a second of that game. It was... Or any highlights. I, I saved it on the PVR. It's, it's really that good. You should watch it. Um, Sweden has had 40, up to this point, 46 straight wins in round-robin play of the World Juniors. Going back to the last time they lost in 2006 to the Americans. And ever since, they have won 46 straight games. So that record was on the line last night. Sweden scored in overtime to uh, secure the victory. They got two points instead of three. It was very intense. What a game to watch, it, especially the third period. It was unbelievable. Mm. It was so good. Who were you cheering for? I was. I wanted Sweden to keep their, their streak alive. Yeah. Plus, I picked Sweden to win the tournament. You did, yes. In our, and I picked the United States. Yeah. So I was cheering for Sweden there a little bit too. But I wanted individual players to do well. I wanted mm. Ryan Paling to do well. Right. And he did very well. Uh, and also, uh, the assist on the game-winning overtime goal was by Jakob Olesen, who is a second-round draft pick of the Montreal Canadiens so as well. We have invested interests in on both sides. We do. I want to see both these players do well. Yeah. And only one of them could win last night, and it was Sweden. The last loss, New Year's Eve 2006. Hmm. So that's... That's a long time. That's 12 that's years. A long, as of tomorrow, that'll be 12 years ago. Yeah. That's since the last time Sweden has lost that's a round-robin game. Phenomenal. That streak will probably never be broken. I can't imagine it ever will yeah. be broken. Over those years, Sweden's a very powerful hockey nation. Yeah. And good for them. Uh, they looked really strong yeah, last they do. night. Scary. They did let up a bit and let the Americans back in the game, but the Americans kind of forced their way back in the game too. So it was really good. Excellent. And uh, Paling actually ended up with three goals in that game. The, the two he scored, but plus one he had scored earlier. So he got a hat trick. Very nice. Anything else? Um, there's very little going on today. Uh, Kazakhstan playing Slovakia. I think that's the only game that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one that'll be on. Uh, the, the loser of that is gone. The winner of that goes into the uh, the playoffs. So it's a pretty important game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that was it. The only other thing I had about hockey was just back to the NHL. As you know, I try to work up the virtual playoff matchups as they are right now. Right. Can I hit you with just a quick sure. something that's completely off topic, but someone texted it to me. And it's funny. Okay. So someone sent me a screenshot from their Facebook, and there's an article that someone posted, and it said, it says, every McDonald's touchscreen, because you know you can go into McDonald's now and order your stuff on the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Every McDonald's touchscreen in study tests positive for fecal bacteria. <laughs> now, we don't know if that's true or not. Uh, standard legal disclaimer. You're, no. just re- you're just reading a text. Yeah, but I use those screens when I order yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that you'll find uh, similar studies show phone, yeah. that a phone is one of the most likely places that you will find fecal coliform bacteria. Yeah, because people take their phones in when they go poo-poo. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But what they don't do is put the phone away until they're finished their yeah. <laughs> sink duty. Uh, do you say sink duty? Sink duty. Or stink duty? <laughs> <laughs> well, the sink duty comes after the stink duty. Oh, okay, right. But there's always has to be sink duty. Stink duty. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be sink duty after your duty. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag what? Uh, duty, duty. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, go ahead with whatever you're talking about. What was it? Oh, yes, the NHL playoffs. Mm. Uh, right now, if the uh, playoffs were to begin today, understanding, of course, that not all the teams have played an equal number of games and so on, the Washington Capitals would play the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Prediction? Uh Wow, it's going to be tough. It's going to be it's going to be tough. Uh, Boston is a very very good team. I'm not sure what the situation is for Washington's goaltending, but they've been doing great with Copley. Yes, they have. Uh, he's he's been outstanding for them. And so, Halak's been great for Boston, and he's like, been great for Boston. That's a goaltending matchup series. And Rask is back now. Yeah, and we'll soon have. Um, what are you doing? I'm just being an old guy dropping. What do you need? Washington's main goalie. Holtby? That's right. Braden Holtby. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Rhett from uh, Good Mythical Morning. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so that's who would play. I don't know who would win that, but I would almost put a little bit of money on Boston for that one. Yeah, you'd have to consider it for sure. Blue Jackets would play Pittsburgh. Again. Mm, again. Maple Leafs would still play Buffalo, which I think has That'd been be the case awesome for the series. last. That would be amazing. Awesome Love series. to see that. And, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning would... Uh, probably take the tire out of Montreal. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's not good. In the West, right now, the Winnipeg Jets would play Dallas. That'd be a great, great, great mm. matchup. Good every matchup. every team stays in its own division here. Uh, unlike the East, mm. in the West, Winnipeg would pay Dal- play Dallas. Nashville would play Colorado. Okay, so a matchup from last year. Yeah. A rematch. And, and out in the Pacific, Calgary would play Anaheim. Oh, Here we go. No. Here we go. And the Sharks would play the Vegas Golden Knights, who are Again. back in the playoffs with a with a proper seed, uh, 48 points right now. They're only two points out of first place. They're only mm. two points behind Calgary. Although they've they've got, uh, uh, Calgary's got a game or two in hand. But anyway, amazing. It is amazing. Amazing. Well done. Did you say all four? I did. Calgary, Anaheim, San Jose, Vegas. Dallas, Winnipeg, Nashville, Colorado. Okay. Correct. Yeah. I did. All right. You have one last thing to discuss, I believe. I do. Your mother's very creative. And what she likes to do is not go and do what I would do as a man, go to the drugstore and buy a Christmas card. Your mother makes the Christmas card. And she did what I think is a great job. This sat on our tree, in our tree, for several days. I probably can't get too close with it. I'll take a photo of it. All right. And post it in the video. All right, so... Neil's going to take a photo of it and post it in the video. But it basically says GOAT. I have acquired the nickname GOAT from some of you, uh, although I don't believe I am GOAT-worthy. Um, I, I roll with it. Is there supposed to be something in this? Yes, I have it here. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so I do roll with it. But what your mother also likes to do is not only design the card, which is lovely, uh, she also finds or adapts a poem. 
He won't be hanging stockings up. He won't be baking pies. He won't be looking up to see if Santa's in the skies. He will be ranting hockey, though, a camera angle wrong, a dangling puck, a bang of glass, an off-key hockey song. And so to keep our own goat sane, we'll give him Hab's success with goal-filled nets and scores that sing not Bob Cole's voice of mess. <laughs> and I love that. That's, that's great. That's funny. And uh, then she writes a little personal note that's a little on the mushy side, so I won't get into that part. Mm. But uh, love the card. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that basically wraps up this podcast. Uh, I have no idea what how long it's been. I have not been keeping track. So It's been about an hour and 15 minutes, I hour would say. Hour and 15 minutes. Okay, well, yeah. uh, we're going to go, or I'm going to go edit this and get this out. And get it out, get it out. You're probably going to go watch hockey or soccer or something. going to go watch. Uh, soccer's done. Manchester United won again today. Uh, third game in a row since they got their new manager. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. And uh, they're doing very well. So I'm very happy about that. No, when I go, we're already PBRing an in-progress game, which is the uh, Spengler Cup yep. other semifinal, yep. which involves uh, Copio uh, playing Davos. Davos. So I'm going to be watching that. If you're available later on tonight, then I'd like to film some videos, but otherwise, uh, we'll be watching hockey. Right on. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening and watching. We really appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, hope you can hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play Music or whatever podcatcher you use, we appreciate that. If you have the availability to leave us a, a review, if that's even an option on how you're listening, uh, we would appreciate that as well. That helps us a lot. Uh, so thank you very much for... Uh, your continued support and hope you're watching lots of NHL hockey, international hockey, and you had a good Christmas and hope you have a good upcoming new year. All the best. Happy new year.